Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. Love weird. It's time for another round of It's Okay. It's Not Okay. All right. This It's Okay, It's Not Okay involves a mom who I think was looking for controversy. Tell me what you... Okay, look. If you've got a, a, a little boy who looks to be about five years old, maybe six... He's wearing girls' flip-flops. He's wearing a pink headband in his hair. Which, again, if your boy wants to do that and you support your boy, then by all means, do that. There will be people who will look at you funny. That doesn't automatically make them bad people if they give you a look of confusion because as normal as it might be for you, it's not normal to the average person. I want you to listen to this open letter and tell me if this is okay or not okay. To the mother Target in Target shopping with her two sons, you don't know me and I don't know you. Because you don't know me, you don't know about the daily war I wage with my anxiety and that being an anxious person makes me overly aware of my surroundings, usually to a fault. So when I walk past you with my son, who on that morning chose a fuchsia rose headband to wear with his Batman flip-flops, As he pulled me towards a Barbie section, I saw you. I saw the look. Going places with my son can be difficult for me. I panic when I think of the stares and the thoughts people are thinking about him. He thankfully does not notice or care. On this particular outing, we were going to buy him a new Barbie with the money he'd saved. Oh, if you could have seen the happiness on his face when we arrived at the all pink, purple, and glitter aisle filled to the brim with beautiful dolls. Pure innocent joy i understand his happiness you had a little mermaid purse but we passed you with your husband and sons in the aisle filled with trucks and action figures so you did not get to see that joy you probably didn't notice me catch my breath as we approached your family in that aisle wondering what my reaction would be should you or or one of your sons point and laugh but i noticed you i saw you you looked down at my boy with his pretty headband and beaming blue eyes, and then you looked up at me. Our eyes met, and you smiled. Oh, I misread this completely. (laughs) And then you went back to your boys who were staring at my son, and you smiled at them. And so they went back to picking out Hot Wheels, and we went back to find the perfect ballerina Barbie doll. It was a mom-to-mom high five. No words exchanged. No hand. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Point is, she appreciated the look that the mom gave her. I thought that she gave her the look, the look. It's okay to kind of look curious. I mean, obviously keep your eyes on your own paper. Well, I feel like this this conversation gets reduced to, is it okay for boys to play with girls' toys and girls to play with boys' toys? Or boy toys. Is it okay? Sure. I mean, you, you're kind of naive if you don't think you're going to get looks. Because we're not right. to the point yet where that's just... Uh, right. We're considered mainstream. Right. But it, we're getting there. The thought is evolving. Sure. But you're going to get looks. We're now to a point where I honestly do think it's okay for boys to play with Barbies. I Would I want my son playing with Barbies? No. Just because I want him to be into dude stuff? 
Right. Like I had a bunch of female cousins when I was that age. Yeah. And I played with their Barbies, and by that I mean I destroyed them. Sure. You know, cut their heads off and stuff. And throw them around. Yeah. Give them a haircut. Yeah. I, I would. I would like to see what type of offspring that Steve Austin, the Bionic Man, could create with Barbie. Even though she was sizably smaller than he, and she was uh, powerless to re- refuse his kung fu grip. But if your son wanted a Barbie, you would try to talk him out of it. If my son came to me tonight and said, Dad, I want to get a Barbie doll, I would say, why? Why do you want a Barbie doll? And if he, if the reason was because I want to look at her boobs, cool. But if it's because I want a pretty little girl doll so I can dress her up in pretty little outfits and put makeup on her, I would say that's not okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, here so, we go. Well, well, what would you do? What would you try to do to? So you're not gonna you're not gonna you know hmm. accommodate that. So I would say. What do you offer? How about a basketball? How about a basketball so we can go outside and shoot some hoops? That's on? not the same. A pink basketball? No, just a regular regular basketball. It's not the same, but it's better. Like maybe a Ken doll? Would you go with a Ken doll instead of a Barbie or the Nikki? No. No, it, what the Nikki? There, there was a Nikki. There was all. They're named oh. different things. <laughs> I knew. I didn't know about yeah, Nikki. Different ones, different oh. colored hair, different names. No, no. I, I would like for him to have some sports equipment. And it, and if he wants a toy, it will be uh, a skateboard, a basketball. But he's not interested in that. Well, he'll be interested. What in if it. he wanted an easy bake oven? It would teach him how to cook. He is taking culinary camp. Okay, so what if, what if he wanted the pink headband? No, 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 no. No pink headband. But if your son wants to play with Barbies, that's how you know he's really your son. That's how you know he's a Garabo. I did not play with Barbies. I'm sure you wanted to, though, deep down. Never wanted to play Barbies. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I think it's okay to say you'd prefer your kid not play with Barbies if he's a boy. Is that the question? <laughs> that's, that's what I just You're decided trying to make on. You're something okay. <laughs> hey, it's Drew Garabo live. Who's this? Hey, this is Papa named Lakes. Hey, man, what's uh, up? I can't stand the phone long. I can't stand the phone long. Okay. But I guarantee you, lots of guys that uh, G.I. Joe does Barbie. Oh, sure. G.I. Joe does Barbie, but Barbie with no G.I. Joe doll, that is a little bit abnormal, yeah? I guess you can't stay on the phone long. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Drew? Uh, I, I think it's okay for little kids to play with toys uh, intended for the opposite sex. I mean, at that age, they're not really thinking in terms of sexuality I, I have a four-year-old son who has really really long hair he gets uh, accused of being a girl all the time and he, he can't stand it although he completely identifies with being a boy my wife and i decided when he was younger to you know just say hey it's, if you want to play with dolls it's fine we brought him to the uh to the girls section at uh toys r us and that kid went through the through the aisle and made a beeline for the trucks on the next aisle so we were like okay well that's, that's what makes him happy but you know, we we would have let him play with a Barbie if he really wanted to. I don't really think it's a big deal. Now, yeah, if you've got a 16-year-old son who's really into Barbies, you may have some issues on your hand. But other than that, I think it's perfectly okay. All right. Thank you. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I think if 16-year-olds are still playing with dolls, you have issues on your hands. <laughs> yes. No 16-year-old needs to be playing with dolls. What's up, Cindy? How are you? I'm good. Good, good. What's going on? Um, I've got a, I think it's okay. I've got a grandson who's five. He's autistic. My daughter-in-law paints her nails. He wants his painted. She paints them. And I don't think anything of it. My oldest son, when he was little, he's 27 now. When he was younger, I worked in a nail salon. He went to work with me on Saturdays. He always wanted his nails painted. Hmm. He's 
turned out to be a very manly man. So I think it's okay. Mm. All right. Well, and, let's paint those toes, Garabo. I mean, like, how old was he when he was painting his nails? My oldest son, he was yeah. probably four or five. I was painting yeah. when I worked at a nail salon. All right. He went to work with me on Saturdays. I was a single mom. But sure. like I said, my grandson's autistic. He's five. And it's something he likes doing with his mom. She colors her hair all kinds of wild colors. And he's had pink hair, blue hair, green hair. He's sure. Do what his mommy does. I understand so. that. Thank you very much. Not everything that his mommy does, though. I, I don't know that I would be equipped to handle that. I would have to figure out how to handle that. Right. It, it's not something they teach you in a manual either. It's not. Yeah. It's not like your kid comes up to you and goes, "I want to play with Barbies." And you're right. Like, you have the perfect answer and you no. know what to say. No. It's like one of those trial by fire. Type and I don't things. think I'm gonna say, "Well, let's get in the car. Let's go get you Woo! get the best Barbie you can find." No, I don't know. Uh uh-uh. uh I just don't know. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. What's up, Andrea? I, I think it's okay. Okay. What is? No, play with dolls. My problem's the exact polar opposite. I have a uh, almost five-year-old daughter who refuses to play with dolls, and we only do dinosaurs. We even had her birthday last year at Dinosaur World. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, in a dinosaur world seems kind of lame to me, but I heard the dinosaurs are a fake. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, it's noise. actually kind of a neat place but is it really because i i mean obviously driving from tampa to orlando and back again you pass it a million times but uh always laugh wait me too like i always think to myself who in their right mind is going there knowing that it's all fake dinosaurs what city is it actually in it's in uh orlando oh oh, what is it plant city plant city oh all right well you gotta have something in plant city yeah strawberries and dinosaurs uh so what, what do they got going on there at uh dinosaur world it's actually pretty neat. They do little digs and stuff, and especially, like, if it's your birthday, they do special things, and they have, like, maps, and it really is uh, interactive, and it teaches you about dinosaurs, and some of them are um, somewhat life-size replicas, and it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Hmm. All right. So are dinosaurs, is that strictly a boy thing, or is that a, a tad unisex? I think that's boy thing. I mean, I can't get her to touch a damn doll. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think dinosaurs are unisex. They, they are, yeah. Yeah, boys and girls are both interested in dinosaurs. In Jurassic Park, I mean, come on. Karen, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How are you? Hi, Drew. I'm good. Good. I think it's okay. All right. Tell me why. My son is autistic, and he loves Dora the Explorer. And special needs kids, they tend to, are, they're drawn to things. And when they love things, you just you tend to just let them go with it, you know. Well, that is true. Uh, and uh, Dora the Explorer is something that, for unfortunately, every kid gets into. And I'll tell you, if that music doesn't induce a stroke, then you're a stronger person than I. Exactly. He, I've tried to get him to like Diego because Diego is more of the boy version of Dora, and he he's lame. To do with it. Yeah, no, he shouldn't. He Diego's himself from Dora. Yeah, Diego is lame. Dora's Dora's perfectly fine, boy or girl. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck to you yes. and your son. Thank you so much, Drew. Love you guys. Oh man. Ariel the Little Mermaid was my Dora the Explorer. Oh, she was so hot. Trisha, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How are you, Trisha? We're talking about a uh, mom letting her little boy wear a beautiful pink headband and pick out Barbie dolls. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, why not, right? Uh, well, I can think of many reasons why not, but uh, right. there's not, nothing necessarily wrong with it, but I can definitely think of several reasons why not. Well, I think it's okay. My youngest son, um, he used to carry around a baby doll. And he had a Fisher Price um, 
house, you know, the one with the little family. He called it playing people. Playing people? Yeah, he was playing people. There's nothing wrong with that. And my husband used to have a fit about it because, of course, the house is pink and purple. Oh. So he freaked out about it. But I told him, I said, well, what better example? You know, he put the the mommy and the daddy in a little van and he drive them to the store and, and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, well, don't you want him to, to act out being a good daddy? And holding the baby doll, he would he would feed the baby doll and put the baby doll to bed. Hmm. <laughs> all right. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. I mean, look, an active imagination should be encouraged for your kid, right? Dolls, dinosaurs, what have you. Yeah. What's up, Gina? Hey, just calling in and say, I think it's okay. All right. Tell us why. Um, my son is gay. Well, my son is gay, and I've known since he was a very young child that he was different than most boys. How young? And I remember, well, um, well I knew when he was about two. Whoa. You he, knew, wait, yeah, hold on he, one second. You he, knew your son was gay when he was two. He had a gay baby? Actually, I did. I knew when he was two. He had an imaginary friend named Emily. And he used to wear the dress, and Emily wore the pants, and they would dance around in the living room. And he used to tell me that that was his boyfriend. And I said, you can't have a boyfriend, you have to have a girlfriend. He's like, no, Mommy, Emily is my boyfriend. It's like, okay. So, I mean, and when we go to the store and he'd want to pick out dolls, I remember the first time it happened, I pretended like it was for a friend of his that we were going to a birthday party for right and i was just so humiliated but then you know the more i thought about it the more i was like you know what screw it let him play with the damn dolls you know right um he is who he is and he came out to me when he was 16 and he's 23 now so when your son was a baby and you thought that he might be gay when he was two would you ever call people over and go hey i think my son might be gay can you just watch him a little bit and give me your assessment <laughs> You know, that's funny you ask that, because I had a gay friend, and I used to ask him, do you think my son is gay? And and he would just look at me and go, you can't know for sure until he gets older, and he, only he can decide that. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. But still, you know, you have that in the back of your mind when you see your child doing certain things, dressing certain ways. He always had girlfriends, but never a girlfriend, mm. all through school. So, I mean, it, mm. it, it added up. Sure. All right. Hey, look, yeah. as long as he's happy and you encourage him to be himself, I think that's wonderful. And I wish you and your gay son much happiness together. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think you can know if you're gay at two. What if, what if you're a man, but you like to wear women's clothes? Seth? I mean, you're still straight. Pardon? Didn't you used to get dressed up in your mom's heels? I'm not really sure if I'm straight yet. <laughs> According to Twitter, it's always up in the air. Do you think a mom knows, though? Even at two, it's so young. But you think a mom did Kids don't know sexuality no. at two. Like Xander, my son, said uh, somebody in his school is gay. And I'm like, how do they even know they're in middle yeah. school? Yeah, but a parent, a parent's intuition. I feel like a parent might know, even just have that connection. I will say that when when we were in elementary school, everybody that we thought were gay turned out up, to be gay. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. I right. mean, it could have just been luck. Same here, but no, I don't think it was luck because just about every kid that you thought was gay in junior high turned out to be gay when yeah. they got old enough. You never assessed your son at a younger age wondering if he was going to be gay or not? Well, no. I, I would reinforce heterosexuality to him from the time he was born. But that wouldn't change anything. I know. I didn't really. I no, I never really got a gay vibe from him. I just wasn't I wasn't sure if that was something parents ever thought about or just popped into their mind. No, but I mean, if he did turn out to be gay, if he came home from school today and said, hey, I love dudes, I'd be like, I just want you to be happy. 
So you're okay if he loves dudes, but you wouldn't give him a Barbie if he wanted one now? No, that's weird. <laughs> What's up, Jim? Hey, yeah, it's not okay. Why is it not okay, Jim? Well, in, in, in my opinion, it's like these women that are calling up are saying, yeah, my son, when, when he would do this with me or when we would do this together, and it's like, well, what did he ever do with his father together? Because kids usually will assimilate. Like my mother, I was, I was raised by a single mother, and I used to go down to the beauty shop with her. Uh, and I how to cut hair. Sissy. Because that's what every – exactly. But it, it was like this – I was raised by a woman, so I listened to, like, music that was – I didn't listen to hard rock and roll. I listened to mellow music and stuff because that's what my mother listened to. But when I was around my grandfather or my uncles, I assimilated to what they were doing because that's who I was around. So these boys that are raised just by women who say, I don't need no man to raise my son. Who said that? Because there are women out there that say that all the time. They don't need a man to raise them. But a child cannot, cannot understand the roles of a man and a woman if they don't see it. This one goes to you and your mom at the beauty shop, Jim. Ann Murray's You Needed Me, one of your soft rock favorites. I cried a tear. God, I loved this song as a kid. You wiped it dry. I don't know why. I was confused. You turned out fine. You cleared my or did mind. I? Oh. I sold my soul. You bought it back for me. You bought it back for me. Where would you hear a song like this? The radio is in the top 40. Casey's top 40. Top 40? And gave me dignity. Give me the dance version. Somehow you Songs used to be songs. <laughs> you gave me strength to stand alone again. To face the world. Oh, Anne Marie. Listen to her voice right here. So high that I can almost see eternity. Put me high. Upon a pedestal So high that I could almost see eternity You needed me Oh, so touching. You know what that was? What? Another edition of Drew's favorite songs. <laughs> Only the second one today. <laughs> What's up, Molly? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. How are you? Good, how are you? Awesome, thank you. What's up? Um, I think personally for my child, I think it's not okay. Um, how old's your kid? I think three. And if your kid at three years old said, I want to play with that doll right over there, the Barbie one, what would you say? I would tell him no. But why mommy? When we are Mm -hmm. at a store, he knows that girl toys are girl toys. Like he'll say, Oh, that one's for girls. Now he has a cousin that's the same age. Mm -hmm. And if we were at their house, Mm -hmm. And he wanted to play with her toys. That's fine. But I'm not buying him a girl toy to keep at our house when he's an only child. But why do toys have to be girl toys or boy toys? Do athletic toys, are they automatically boy toys? Can't girls play with softball bats or baseball bats? I think there's some gender neutral. But if it's a pink tiara, he's not taking it home. What about a trampoline? Is that for a boy or a girl? <laughs> That's definitely gender neutral. Well, you can't spell it without tramp. So so your kid goes, Mommy, I want that pink tiara right there because I want to be pretty. What are you going to say? I would say that's for girls. And he would say, oh, okay. And well, then he'd move on to something else. And you'd say the same thing, Rob, but you'd say that's for girls. Right, but if he said, I really, really want that, I really want to be pretty, why won't you let me be pretty, Daddy? I would say, I want you to be happy. Get the damn tiara. 
You little fruitcake? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still probably wouldn't buy it for him. What if your son turns out at uh, 12 years old to say, Mom, I have something to tell you. I like boys, not girls. Um, That's something that I'd probably just have to deal with when it came. Like, I couldn't even imagine that. Are you better? I mean, I have friends that and I, I would be supportive, but I don't know that I would ever really be able to accept it. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like shame him for it or like kick him out or anything. You like just that, wouldn't love it would him be anymore. Hard for me to ex- <laughs> no, uh, that's not it. <laughs> but why? Why wouldn't but, you be able to accept it? People are gay or they're not gay. It's got nothing to do with you or your parenting. Right, and I would be, you know, supportive and I'd be fine with it. I just think I would have a hard time with it. Have you ever kissed a woman? <laughs> Maybe you gay. all right well thank you for your call i appreciate it very much your honesty is refreshing see it's good for her thank you not for her gay baby right uh danielle sent me a text she said this is gross her son has a pink shopping cart and a cleaning kit and a pink paw patrol cup pink paw patrol Patrol cup yes i read that correctly and i'm glad i did wow a cleaning kit though that that's good boy or girl boy or girl to learn how to clean yeah that's truly living (laughs) yeah you you gotta be clean Shalom, my friends. Welcome back to the Drew Garabo Live Hidden Cut of the Day. The first rule of the Drew Garabo Live Hidden Cut of the Day is don't talk about it. Just tweet me at Seth Kush and tell me how much you love it because I love you. Kisses, bae. Uh, without further ado, my conversation with Weird Al Yankovic, who kicks off his tour at the Mahaffey Theater in St. Petersburg, Florida. My fifth or sixth time speaking with him, Weird Al Yankovic. Hey, Drew. How are things? Things are good. Thanks for asking. How about you? No problem whatsoever. Things are good with me. I think this is probably the fifth or sixth time that I've had the pleasure of speaking with you through your illustrious career. And I have to say, each and every time, I'm taken aback yet blown away by the fact that America has wrapped its arms around you and kept you so damn successful and popular. I feel like I'm not part of a cult anymore, but I'm so happy for your mainstream success. Thank you. I, I am just truly amazed that, that people haven't gotten gotten completely sick of me yet. So thank you, everybody. <laughs> One would think with the MTV exposure in the 80s that there would have eventually been a Weird Al backlash, but I don't know how you do it. America loves you. Wait, I, 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 uh, I go away for long stretches of time. I think if I was in people's face like all the time, that would get a little grating. But I, I like, come out and I do an album, and then I kind of disappear for a while. And it's sort of like every album I ever put out was a comeback album, which was I think, but I think that worked well for me. Matt, that's a great business plan, and I uh, give you major kudos for the timing. Uh, you kick off your, uh, your tour right here in St. Petersburg, June 3rd at the Mahaffey Theater. Uh, why did you decide on our fine area to launch the Mandatory World Tour 2016? I wish I could take credit for that, but every single concert date is uh, decided by my concert booker, uh, who basically reacts to demand from promoters. So I have absolutely no say. I just get on a bus, and when it stops, then we do a show. And what you meant by that is I love the Tampa-St. Pete area, and I couldn't imagine starting my tour anywhere else. What I meant was I demanded to start in Tampa, and, and that is exactly where we're starting. Fantastic. Actually, actually, actually two of the guys in my band are from Tampa. They, uh, does Robaconti still exist? Robaconti? I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe it was, it was a club they, they played in in, in the uh, early 80s, and that's where they met each other. And, and my guitar player, uh, Jim West, and bass player Steve J, both, both are, uh, 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 were from the Tampa bar scene. Oh, they came out to L.A., and uh, they joined my band. How cool. And you've had the same uh, backing band for decades now, right? 
Since then, yeah, I mean, since the early 80s. Man, that's fantastic. Speaking of the early 80s, I want to take you back in time to the moment when you sent in uh, my Bologna to Dr. Demento, and then you found out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the NAC, uh, somebody from the NAC signed off on that, and that got you a six-month record deal. Is that true? Uh, I, I met uh, Doug Figer, the lead singer of the NAC, backstage at a NAC concert, uh, and he knew me as the My Bologna guy because it, it, it had been getting airplay on the Dr. Demento radio show. Uh, and it just so happened that the vice president of Capitol Records at the time was also at the show, and Doug said, hey, you should, uh, you should sign this guy up to a record deal. And the, and the <laughs> vice president looked at me and said, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it was obviously just a, a kind of a joke, because they never thought that I was going to have like a 35-year career. <laughs> it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, your bathroom recording, yeah, we'll put that on Capitol Records, sure. Oh, they pressed man. a few hundred copies, I forget how many, but it was, it was sort of like a goof for them. You know, because the knack was selling millions of records, and and it's sort of like, oh, and and see, we have a good sense of humor. We'll put we'll put out this crazy Al Yinkle Hankel thing, and <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun. And uh, uh-huh. and and I was sort of written off as a joke, but but um, you know. That's the irony of my career. Like, hello, I'm still here. Right. That, I think there's your next album, Hello, I'm Still Here, or your autobiography. <laughs> Um, now, take me to your mindset at the time, because you're you're barely a kid, you're doing these parodies in your bathroom studio, and then finally you're getting some airplay and a record contract. Did you have any hint, any inkling of an idea that in 2016 we'd be sitting here talking about your decades of song parodies and charting songs? No, I mean, nobody thought that, and certainly not me. I mean, I, I guess I didn't really know <laughs> what was going to be happening. I didn't have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or a, or a 30-year plan. I just thought, well, this is fun. Let's see how long this lasts. And, it, and so far, it's been lasting. Man, when was the moment when you, as Weird Al Yankovic, said, okay, I can make a living at this, and I really think that I could make a grotesque amount of money? I think it was about two months ago. <laughs> Finally, kind of, no. Uh, I I, I I don't. There's no real answer to that. I, I will say that the uh, when I really kind of committed <laughs> to, the, to the role was when I when I quit my day job because when I signed my record contract in in '82, uh, it was not a good contract, and right. they didn't give me an advance. They didn't say, "Here's a pile of money. Congratulations and welcome to our record label." It was sort of like, "Okay, you're under contract, and we have you for like X many albums." And 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 in the meantime, I still had my day job because I was working at a minimum wage job in a mailroom. You know, wow. doing grunt work just to pay for my macaroni and cheese, and and I had a you know had an album out, um, and and I remember a part of my job was I had to go to the post office and get the day's mail, and I there was a Billboard magazine sticking out of the mailbag, so I opened it up and I thought, oh, I'm on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Wow! Maybe I should give notice here at work and get serious about this Weird Al thing. <laughs> well, getting serious about the Weird Al thing, of course, an oxymoron. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic no. kicks <laughs> off his tour uh, Friday, June 3rd at the Mahaffey Theater in St. Petersburg. I'm sure that you owe quite a bit of gratitude to MTV as well because you were right place, right time when MTV was pushing every artist into the homes of middle America and everywhere. Uh, I imagine you do tip your cap to what MTV at least used to be, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was sort of an outlier in the sense that my career started about the same time that MTV started. So we kind of grew up together. And, uh, you know, my, my first few videos were very low budget and low production and not that great. But, <laughs> but MTV was starting out and they needed content. They were a 24-hour music video channel uh, before people were making music videos. So, like, like, give us your video. We don't care what it is. We'll put it on the air. Uh, and they gave me ex- exposure early on. I think I... I 
ostensibly I was, you know, I was the first comedy music video that MTV ever played. Uh, and they were extremely supportive. They made me into a recognizable figure through heavy rotation. That's fantastic. And here you are decades later doing uh, word crimes, which is a tribute to the pedant in all of us and uh, and doing amazing things. Before I let you go, I need your help on something. I'm constructing okay. the Mount Rushmore of parody and satire that made me who I am. I've got Mad Magazine. I've got Cracked Magazine. I've got The Simpsons. I've got Al Yankovic. What's the missing piece to this puzzle? I need one more bust to go atop my Mount Rushmore of parodies oh, and God. satires. It's such a personal thing. For, for me, Mount Rushmore would be Stan Freeberg, Alan Sherman, Spike Jones, and Tom Lehrer. So I don't know if that helps you at all. Alan Sherman actually does help me greatly because I used to sit in my granny's uh, mobile home in Largo, Florida, and listen to Hello, Mada, Hello, Fada, and Six Foot Two, yep. Solid Blue. I, I, you and I were probably listening to the same Alan Sherman stuff around the same time, so sure. thank you for that. My pleasure. Well, go catch your plane, and we'll see you uh, when you are at the Mahaffey Theater Friday, June 3rd. Weird Al Yankovic could not be prouder of you for your years of success, and I hope we're talking to you in four or five decades from now about even more success for you, my friend. Great. Thank you, Drew. You got it, Al. Take Take care. care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.